Okay, you got the forewarning. My opinion on this is likely unpopular, but I do hope that a few years from now, that's not the case. (laughs) But either way, stick with me because I believe when we simply listen to others' opinions that are not our own, we are able to better understand ourselves, our own decisions, our own habits, our weaknesses, our strengths, and ultimately reassess anything that does need reassessing in our lives. If we constantly live in our own bubble and in our own world and don't hear things that challenge our thinking, we don't change. We don't say we stay the same. Now, I do want to say before we get into it that my purpose in this episode is not to tell you what to eat or what is good and bad and tell you that you're doing the wrong thing or doing the right thing, but I want to simply help you shift your thinking, not only about how you label foods, but how you think about their effect on you, okay? So my very likely unpopular opinion (laughs) on labeling food as good or bad or healthy or unhealthy, let's get into it. Hey mama, welcome to the Tough Love Mom Podcast. I know you're here because you're ready to get consistent and finally lose that weight and you're not afraid of a little tough love. You know what to do to lose weight, but following through on those things feels impossible. You wish you could just feel like your strong, confident self again and want to be a good example for your little ones, but you get thrown off by mom guilt and the unpredictability of motherhood. It's frustrating. Taking on your journey postpartum is hard, but it's not impossible. Hey, I'm Liz, and I've been where you are. I gained a lot of weight in my pregnancies, 90 pounds and then 60 pounds. I needed to lose that weight to take control of my health and honestly just wanted to feel like myself again. With a sustainable approach to weight loss, simple consistency, and working on my mindset, I lost it all in just over a year, both times, and I'm here to help you do the same. I believe that we have an ingrained ability to figure out what we need to do, make it happen, and do it in a way that awes the world. If you're ready to stop falling off the wagon, create solid routine and healthy habits, and finally feel your best inside and out, all while enjoying dino nuggets on your salad, you are in the right place. We're about to transform your journey, my friend. Get pumped up. It is tough love time. If you're like, I'm here for this tough love, make sure that you are a part of my totally free text list so you can get encouraging motivation that's no nonsense and hits exactly where you need it every single week. You're going to get motivated. You're going to feel encouraged and spurred on. So if you want that from me and you can chat back and forth with me and everything, if you want that text tough love to 205-809-7300 and I will chat with you over there. Okay, so good food versus bad food, healthy versus unhealthy. I was chatting with a friend the other day about this, and honestly, I've had conversations about this with people on and off the past past year or two, because overall in culture, I've personally noticed a trend towards complacency on a lot of things, nutrition being a huge one. Before I go too far, I do want to say the purpose of this episode is not to tell you what to eat but it's to help you shift your thinking about not only how you label foods, but how you think about their effect on you. The friend I most recently chatted with us about, her name's Kaysen of the Her Pursuit podcast. You will love her stuff if you love this podcast, by the way, so go subscribe stat if you haven't yet. But we were actually talking about anxiety and specifically about how food and movement exercise, things like that affect it for her. 
And as I recently shared, I had an experience of that feeling of anxiety. I shared it on the podcast not too long ago. And I was, we were talking about how food and movement affect how anxiety affects you. And it got me thinking about how we see food and label food. And we, we got into the weeds of that conversation to the two of us, but ultimately in my opinion, and again, this whole episode is just my opinion for you to take in and take what you want and leave what you don't, (laughs) what you don't want. But ultimately food is good or bad and food is healthy or unhealthy as much as we don't want to see it that way. There are ways that it affects our body well, and there are certain foods that don't affect our body very well. We know what is good for us, and we know what isn't. Like deep down, innately, we know, even if we don't understand the intricacies at a level that like a registered dietitian or a scientist does, we do know. And we don't have to understand food and our biology and our digestive system, and all these things. We don't have to understand all of that and be professionals at it to eat healthy and to treat our bodies with respect and and fuel it with what it needs. Food is either making you sicker and sicker or healthier and healthier. Like truly, it just is. And I'm speaking as someone, just so you know, who comes from a past of disordered eating. I was never diagnosed with anything, but I definitely had a very, very, very unhealthy obsessive mindset around food and what I was eating. You've probably picked that up in bits and pieces and and how I've shared my story on this podcast, but I've very much so not been in a good place with how I saw food as healthy or unhealthy. So if this could trigger you in any way, you can absolutely turn this episode off and save it for a later date when you're in a better mindset. But if you are in a place where you just need a little bit of, you know, home hitting, tough love, to get your headspace in a better place around what you're putting in your body for your health overall, this is the episode for you for sure. Now, I also am in a place where personally, and I don't know if it's being 30 now, I really think the day I turned 30, I was like, wow, my back hurts more than usual. This is weird. New decade. Hello. <laughs> I'm not kidding the morning I woke up on my birthday. But personally, I do notice the effects more so now than ever of how when good food goes into my body versus when bad food goes into my body. Totally. A few days more of processed food than usual for me. My herniated disc in my L5S1 gets inflamed and my back pain is so much worse. If I eat processed food, like more processed food than normal for me for a couple days, a few days after that, my back will start hurting really bad. And it does take a few days longer. Like say I didn't eat well for like three days. It takes me about five to seven days of really focusing in on not eating as much processed food and being much more disciplined in my nutrition for my back pain to go back to a more manageable level. Crazy, huh? I also notice its impact like when I'm eating more processed food or that unhealthy bad food, as we could label it. I am more irritable. My energy levels are all over the place. (laughs) My skin looks bad. I feel bloated. If you struggle with any of those things, Nutrition should be the number one thing that you turn to first, and it really should be the number one thing that we are looking to, to fix those underlying issues, skin, energy, mood, bloat. I mean, it is the foundation. What we're putting in our body is affecting everything. What shifted for me was having kids because what I put in my body was either going to God willing, help me to live to see my great grandkids, like my grandma's are around to see their great-grandkids, which is a huge blessing. 
But when I had kids, I realized, wow, like what I'm putting in my body is either going to help me stay around long enough to see, God willing, see my great grandkids, or it's going to make it harder, if not impossible. If I'm choosing foods that are, again, going to make it harder, if not impossible for me to get there. Food is the foundational thing that can either make us sicker or make us healthier. You can either embrace that and make decisions from that place of of knowing that and embracing it and saying, I'm choosing this food because it's going to help me, God willing, be around longer. Or you can live in denial of that. But we do innately, deep down, I believe, understand that fact. And again, we can either live from knowing that and live by that, that knowledge, or we can live in denial. I think it's time that we stop overcomplicating nutrition and get back to the roots of what we innately do know. No pun intended. (laughs) That was a good one, right? Roots of what we know with food. Roots. Get it. (laughs) Next time you walk into a grocery store, mama, I want you to take a second to appreciate the produce section for what it is. Whole foods. Unprocessed foods. Innately, we know that less or not processed at all foods are best for us. We know that the stuff that's on the perimeter of the the fridge of the grocery store is going to be much better for your body overall than the stuff in the aisles. Fun fact, if you didn't know that, that's how grocery stores are laid out. The outer perimeter is going to be the least processed and the inner perimeter, the, the inward aisles is more processed. Fun fact there. So do you need to know all the recipes and know your macros and the exact calories to make your postpartum journey perfect and to be your healthiest self? Absolutely not. Not at all. Not at all. There was actually, this is something I just heard recently and very, very interesting. Very interesting. So the NIH, which is the National Institute of Health, funded a study in 2018 that had two separate groups, eat to satiety, aka like a feeling of fullness and not, you know, not wanting any more food. And one group was allowed to eat only processed foods. And the other group ate minimally processed foods. And what's really interesting is the group that was allowed to eat processed foods to satiety overconsumed calories. And we know that overconsumption of calories leads to weight gain. The group that ate minimally processed foods to satiety we're in an effortless calorie deficit, like consistently. No counting, just control of food quality. And we're not even talking about health right now. We're talking about the immediate, are you over-consuming or in a deficit that you're not even trying to be in a deficit? Mm. Wrap your mind around that. Before you try to control how much you're eating, let's look at what it is you're eating. What is the quality of it? If you're buying foods that are hard for you to moderate consumption of, if you're buying those processed foods, if you're buying every single week a package of Oreos, no shame. Just know that you're probably setting yourself up for failure because those foods are made for you to overconsume. Like that's how they designed them. And it's making long-term vitality harder. Just being honest. Food is the foundational thing that again, can either make us sicker or make us healthier. You can either embrace that and make decisions from that place, or you can live denying that fact and continue to make choices that ultimately are not serving you, okay? I heard this once, and it stuck with me. So I'm going to end on this note and hope that it sticks with you too. How do you want your last decade of life to be? Full of memories and vitality or in a hospital bed? Food is good or bad. It is healthy or unhealthy because it affects us much more than in just today, than just the number we're seeing on the scale. It affects us way more than that.
I've had this episode pent up in me for a long time, it feels like, and I hope you know that as the tough love mom, I'm saying all of this so straightforward because I care about your well-being and we know tough love means that you care enough about someone that you are going to shoot straight and not beat around the bush. And that's what I'm here for. I would not be doing my job living fully in the calling God has put on my life if I did not bring this to you honestly. And that's why that's why I did it. This again is my opinion. It is not medical advice. It is not like the gospel, but it is absolutely something I believe. It is something I will stand by that, yeah, there are good foods and there are bad foods. And we have to, we have to embrace that and live in that reality because it's not about us. Ultimately, it's not about how we feel. It's not about what we want or don't want. It's about so much more than just us. And, and ultimately what we're doing day to day sets the example and the tone and the habits for our kids. And I don't know about you, but I want mine. I want the last decade of my kid's life to be full of vitality and memories, even though I won't be here for it, God willing, I want their last decade to be full of life. And so I'm going to start setting that example now by yes, choosing more often the good, the healthy than the bad and the unhealthy. I love you. Mean it. Before you go, thank you for spending this time with me on the Tough Love Mom podcast. If this episode encouraged you in any way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a review letting me know how the show has impacted you. Then send this episode to another mom friend or take a screenshot, post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me on this journey to impact thousands of moms. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you, sister. Until next time, get after it.